Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible study in the book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 17 of Genesis chapter 2. And we're continuing to look at verse 18. And Jehovah God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. Well, in our last study, we were looking at the first part of this verse that again says, Jehovah God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. And we saw that uh, when the Bible speaks of God, it, it does refer to God alone, especially when the Lord Jesus, eternal God, was undergoing the wrath of God in paying for the sins of his people. Now, in John chapter 12, I'll read this again in verse 24. We we took a look at what this verse had to say, and it says in John 12, 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. And this is the Lord using a parable to describe his death, which he must die alone. And if he does die alone, then there will come forth much fruit, or there will come many that uh, will follow him um, as Jesus is the firstborn from the dead, the firstborn among many brethren. And, and so that's the idea. But he must first abide alone under the wrath of God and satisfy the law of God's demand for death and then will follow the fruit. There will, there will come the people of God, the whole company of the elect. Now the, the two words, not good, it is not good that man be alone. Remember we, we saw in 1st Samuel chapter 26 and in verse uh, 16, David speaking to Abner for failing to adequately protect his king said to him, this thing is not good that thou hast done. As Jehovah liveth, you're worthy to die because you have not kept your master Jehovah's anointed. This is not good that thou hast done. And as a result, you are worthy to die. It is not good that the man be alone. And the man would be a figure of the Lord Jesus. And he is alone bearing the wrath of God or enduring the wrath of God because he's bearing the sins of his people. 
and he is worthy to die. It's not good because he he has been made sin for his people. It says in Ezekiel 36, and this will be the last verse we look at concerning not good, those two words. In Ezekiel 36, in verse 31, Then shall ye remember your own evil ways and your doings that were not good, and shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and for your abominations. There the Lord is defining not good. Now, of course, historically, there has been no sin. Adam has not yet sinned, but God is jumping ahead. He he is painting the gospel picture. Actually, he's first going back into eternity past to look at the time when Christ would bear the sins of his people and die for those sins alone. And and it's not good that the man be alone. He's worthy to die. He he is full of iniquity and therefore he must be punished and experience God's terrible wrath in order to pay for the sins of of all those that he determined to save. Well, okay, so I think we understand the spiritual dimension of the first part of Genesis 2.18. And again, and Jehovah God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. But what about the second part of the verse? I will make him a help me for him. Does, does that also have a spiritual meaning? And yes, of course it does. But first, let's um, discuss the natural order of things. And and God did create um, species of creatures, male and female. He created rabbits and elephants and and monkeys and and deer and and all the creatures and the fish and and everything, male and female, in order that they would reproduce. There there could be future generations of all these creatures because in God's wisdom, it requires male and female to reproduce. And so far, God has only created man. There, he's alone. Historically, there is only Adam. And he he has... No female. There's no wife, no woman. And so when God says, I will make him a help meet for him. And then, um, he, he then proceeds in the next few verses to make the woman by causing Adam to experience a deep sleep. He takes a rib and he makes the woman. We, we know that is the true historical record of how God created mankind. And because we know that is uh, what took place in history, that 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 is um, the actual events that occurred, we almost naturally conclude that when God says, I will make him a help meet for him, 
that he's referring to the woman. I will make him a help me for him. And, and then later in verse 20, after all the animals have been brought at the end of the verse, but for Adam, there was not found a help me for him. And then verse 21, the deep sleep God causes to fall on Adam and, and, uh, finally the woman is created. She's made. And so we're directed really in our thinking to conclude the woman is the help meet for the man. Eve is the help meet for Adam. But we have two problems. Two problems that really, um, I, I, I don't think it's possible that the woman is the help meet for the man. Number one, the first problem is the wording of the verse, the wording of the statement. Now, let's read it again. I will make him a help meet for him. And the, the problem is when we, we consider it carefully, why does God repeat the word him? Why double the word him? In other words, why didn't God say, I will make a help meet for him? Just very direct, very understandable, and you only use the word him once. I will make a help meet for him. And that's how we understand what's being said. That's how we've traditionally, historically understood what is being said. I will make a help me for him, and we take that to mean the woman. But that's not what God said. Rather, he said, I will make him a help me for him. The word him is a prefix in the Hebrew that's attached to other words, and it's there twice. It is in the original Hebrew two times. And so we we wonder right away, we, we should start wondering, why double the pronoun, the, the masculine pronoun? Why repeat it? And so that's the first problem. And the second problem is, I will make him a help me for him. And again, in the past, we've understood that the woman is the help for the man. And actually, that that is true in marriage. It is true in relationships between man and woman, husband and wife. The woman, the wife, does help the man, the husband. But we could also say the man helps the wife just as much, equally. There is really no special call for the woman to be of more help to the man than the man to help his wife, the woman. Is there? No, no, there isn't. Each are called upon to be of assistance to one another, to help one another, to love one another. And yet, spiritually, spiritually, here's the problem. We've already seen how God uses Adam as a figure of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to go to the verse again. 
in Romans chapter 5, in verse 14, it says, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. Adam is definitely a figure. Uh, E-Bible and Mr. Camping and Family Radio often said that this man is a type and a figure of so-and-so. For instance, Pharaoh is a type of Satan, or King Nebuchadnezzar is a type of Satan, or David is a picture and type of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and we're constantly using that language. And in some cases, it, it, it is true that God uses types and figures, and it's true in all the people I just mentioned. They are types and figures of Satan or Christ or, or so forth. But God doesn't always make it so explicit as he has here with Adam. Adam is a figure of Christ, according to the word of God, the Bible. So when we find Adam in view, and we uh, saw that it was not good that the man, Adam, should be alone, we related that to Christ, rightly. Well, it's the same man in the second part of the verse. I will make him a help me for him. Adam is still in view. And Adam is a figure of Christ. And Christ is God. And this is the problem. Because when we look up the word help in the Bible, and, and this word that's used here, a help me, when we we look up that word, we do not find that man helps God or that man is a help to God or that the elect are a help to God. We find rather it is always God who is man's help, who is the help of his people, the ones that he has saved, the elect. For instance, in in Exodus 18, it says in verse 4, And the name of the other was Eliezer, for the God of my father, said he, was mine help, and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. And, and their help and deliverance often go together, and deliverance in the Bible points to salvation. In Psalm 79, it says in verse 9, Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of thy name, and deliver us, and purge away our sins for thy name's sake. That is help. In Hebrews 4, verse 16, Let us therefore come boldly, unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I'm glad I read it, because there we see it's clearly salvation. Obtaining mercy and finding grace is what helps men. 
because of our sin. We, we desperately needed mercy. We desperately needed God's grace. And, and so God helped in Isaiah chapter 49. It says in verse 8, Thus saith Jehovah, In an acceptable time have I heard thee, and in a day of salvation have I helped thee, and I will preserve thee and keep give thee for a covenant of the people to establish the earth, to cause to inherit the desolate heritages. And and here, the acceptable time, the day of salvation, God helped in the, in the way of saving. He saved his people in the set time of salvation. And, and so, when we look at the word help, this word in Genesis 2.18, it, it doesn't lead us, in other words, to verses where we find um, people, we, we find man, sinners, that are giving help to God in some way, or not even doing service to God, and that being identified as some kind of help to God. No, no, it, it, look up the word and it's related words and we see that God is our help. Uh, mine eyes look unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh in the name of the Lord, the name of Jehovah, Jehovah Savior. He is mine help and my shield. And my great defense, it is the salvation of God that is our help. It is Him granting mercy, bestowing grace upon the sinner that helps us in the time of need and in the day of salvation. So when we come to this verse and we find this word help and we've in the past, understood it to refer to the woman. Isn't that how we've understood it? I will make him a help meet for him. And we've thought that it meant God will make a woman who will help Adam. She will be of a help to him as he serves God. She will um, help him in various ways. And and we we think of the marriage relationship she will uh, she will be close to him and and love him and care for him and so forth and and help him well all those things are true as husband helps wife and wife helps husband physically in the world but it's not true spiritually the woman is not made a help for the man, the woman being the the elect, the body of Christ, and the man being Christ, eternal God. God doesn't need our help. He doesn't need the help of elect, of those that he has saved. It's the other way around. We desperately need his help. And, and so... That's what God did. I will make him. And 
him must be a reference to the Lord Jesus Christ. I will make him a help me for him. And the second him would be referring to the body of Christ. And yes, historically it's referring to Adam. But remember, God said of Adam back in Genesis 5, Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam. So so when God is looking at Adam, he saw Eve. He called their name, male and female. He he saw um, the body of Christ. He, he saw all that God would save as well as Adam also has been placed in the Garden of Eden, which is that outward representation of the kingdom of heaven. And so here the two pronouns are teaching us that God will make Christ a help. Or what is what is God's help? Salvation. I will make him salvation meet or suitable for him. For the man, Adam and Eve, for the people of God, the elect people of God that God has predestinated to save. And, and then we have explanation. We, we have an understanding now why there's two pronouns him and also that we no longer have that difficulty of the word help. Now we, we correctly have it referring to God. God will make Christ the help, the salvation for the body of Christ that Adam can also typify. Okay, now let's go on in verse 19 and 20. And out of the ground, Jehovah God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a help meet for him. In these verses, God is again mentioning beasts of the field, and fowls, and and every living creature and so forth and cattle. And we've spent some time um, discussing in past studies how God can use animals to typify man, to typify people. And, and so here God is saying, I will make him, he's made the statement concerning Christ, a help me for him. But first, let's look out and and look over all the people of the world which these animals typify and let's see if there is any other way of salvation Let, let's see if there's some other possible savior and no there isn't there was not found a help meet or a help suitable for him there was not found salvation suitable for him now in um 
Isaiah 63. Remember, in that verse, we, we went there looking at the word alone because it said in Isaiah 63, beginning in verse 2, Wherefore art thou red in thine apparel, and thy garments like him that treadeth in the wine fat? I have trodden the winepress alone, and of the people there was none with me, for I will tread them in mine anger, and trample them in my fury, and their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garments, and I will stain all my raiment. And then verse 5, And I looked, and there was none to help, and I wondered that there was none to uphold. Therefore mine own arm brought salvation unto me, and my fury it upheld me. See, God here says, He looked, He looked for help. He looked for help, but there was none to help. He looked out there, over the people of the world and is there any other way is there any other possible way of salvation and the answer is no there is none to help he he looked for it he he gave mankind the opportunity if you can find another way There is no other way. There is no other Savior. There is none other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. There is none other name given amongst men, as it says in Acts 4, verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. And we can understand salvation as help. Neither is there help in any other. For there is none other name under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. It's only Christ. And yet, he looked. God would allow anyone to come forward, anyone to present themselves. Yes, present your cause. But there was none to help. Just as all the animals came before Adam and there was not found, there was none to help. There was not found a help meet for him. No help of any kind of all the creatures was suitable for Adam. But then what happens next? Jehovah God causes a deep sleep to come upon Adam. And this is the help that God himself will provide. I will make him a help meet for him. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.